Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. And welcome to this week's edition of Voice Coaches Radio. I am Josh Heller, delighted as always to have you joining me here from the mothership in Colony, New York at White Lake Music and Post. So thanks so much for tuning in. Got a special guest with us here today. Now, he's a man who we have talked about having on the show uh, for some time, actually, and never did it. And the reasons why are... I don't have any, to be honest with you. We just never really managed it. But today, we've done the impossible. We have, for you, Mr. Dan Zavadil. Whoa. This is what you do in here, hey? It is. It is. It is. <laughs> Dan, Dan, so anyone who has gone through the Voice Coaches program, I'd say over the last couple years, if not more, yeah, two, probably two plus years, yeah, yeah. Um, has done a demo here and has had their demo edited and put together. And in all likelihood, Dan has his fingerprints on it. His grubby, nasty fingerprints Man, all that's true. over it. The truth uh, come out. So Dan edits uh, edits most of uh, most of our demos uh, here. In fact, all of them at the moment. And we're, we're certainly going to talk ab- uh, about that a little bit. But I just want to wanted to, to first of all welcome you and thanks for taking some time to uh, to sit and chat with us. But uh, I, I guess we you know. Your background is fascinating, actually, and um, you know, just talk a little bit about you. Introduce you to the uh, to the fans or fan, whoever's <laughs> listening. Hey, Dad, um, to uh, to our listeners. No, I know we have a few, um, and and just you know about yourself. So so you know, your background, Dan, is is as a musician more than anything else. Correct, correct, and and uh, this is cool to finally be on here. And I, like I said, we've been talking about this probably for well over a year. Uh, to do this, now we finally have some some time in the schedule. But uh, yeah, so I started out early. Uh, playing music. My my parents are both musicians, and uh, so it was sort of a, a, um, a happy inevitability that I would I would wind up playing music. And I started on piano. I was very young, uh, maybe when I was six, seven, and then um, yeah, played and, and picked up some instruments through high school, marching band, and and all that kind of good stuff. My my uh, dad was a, a music teacher, so he was always out you know doing gigs as well too. Uh, playing on on uh, on weekends and stuff in like big bands and stuff, and so uh, that was just what was going on in my house, and so that just seemed to be the natural progression. Um, I have an older brother who played three, as well, three years older than you, if I'm not mistaken. Three, yeah, right, still or, three years older than me. What's up, Matt? And um, he uh, he started playing guitar. Um, maybe he was like you know 14, 15, and uh, you know started playing. Um, you know, Ozzy and some Molly Crew, and um, I have to mention, you know, some some Van Halen. Obviously, we just had the uh, the passing of uh, Ed, probably one of the, the greatest of, of legend, uh, almost probably all time. And uh, so, my brother was playing guitar, and I'm like, "Well, that looks cool, but you're playing guitar, so I'll play bass, right?" I think that's the story of just about every bass player. Is we have <laughs> I, a guitar player, play so bass. you can play bass, right? <clears throat> So I did that and um, fell in love with it and uh, just started playing that uh, kind of in, in junior high. And, and he and I started playing with, with you know, different drummers and having some jams with some other dudes now, and I, finally getting to play some gigs. Yeah. I have to ask when it comes to bass, and, and we've talked about, you know, um, whether or not, you know, you're not big into, into slapping uh, so much, though I, I know you can. Yeah. But what are your feelings on a very controversial topic, and that is playing bass with a pick? Um, and, not, and, and I love bass picks because they are it, it, they're comically hilariously large. 
Yeah, well, uh, right. They're super fat, right? Mm-hmm. They they Very. have to be because otherwise they oh, break. Oh, sure, sure. So, are you a? Do you play it with? Because I've I've talked to some bass players and they're like, oh, gross, never. I would never do that. Uh, yeah, right. You're purist, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> Um, no, I'll do, uh, I, I think there's great, um, advantage to doing whatever is going to get the tone or feel that you want. Boo. It was funny. So I've, Boo. I've, <laughs> that is a political answer if I've well, you know, I, 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 I probably play 98% just finger style. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of pick stuff when, when it calls for it. And I want that certain tone, that kind of crunch in a mix or something like that. And slap stuff, I just did when I was at music school. To, it, w- it was part of what you did, and, and kind of as a bass player, you have to do a little bit of it. But there's probably, I would say, most of the five-year-olds in the world that play bass probably can slap better than I do. Um, <laughs> I, I do it just as part of a, 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 you know, it's just sort of par for the course. Um, but um, I was going to say something else, and I forgot. So, Sorry, I was. Uh, no, that's oh, right. You were taking us through your illustrious career, and I. Oh I, yes, I please. Um, so then, um, after I got out of high school, I went to uh, BIT, so uh, Musicians Institute in Hollywood, California. Are you, are you originally from California? No, just from this. Uh, I'm sort of upstate New York area, hmm. um, not too far from here. Uh, moved around a little bit, but uh, did you move out there for for music? I did. Got accepted to school out there, and uh, my brother did as well. So he went to the so so. It's Musicians Institute, and then there's the Guitar Institute of Technology and the Bass Institute of Technology. Ooh. So like BIT, GIT, there's vocal, there's percussion. I think now there's recording. I think now they have a—since I've been there, when I was there, it was just a one-year sort of certification program. But now it's actually an accredited school. You can go get like a four-year in you know music business and entertainment and stuff like that. Um, so I went there, and what was really cool about going there and, and why we— we chose to go there, sort of the holy grail of, of performance music schools, was you had, you know, all your instructors and, and um, everybody teaching you were guys in the business doing it. Either they were sort of adjuncts at the, if you will, you know, they were, weren't touring at the moment. So they were, they came in and, uh, you know, would, would to, you know, teach for three months before mm. the next tour picked up. So any, I know what I, not, any, I, know what I was going to say. No, any, any notice and notable? Yeah, so we had, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the guys, um, when I went there, uh, Alexis Sklarevsky has one of the the best, actually one of the best slap bass videos you'll ever see. Uh, it'll make you want to quit almost. But um, he does some stuff. He, he was a teacher for one of my classes, and he did some things technique-wise where kind of I had never seen before. And so that sort of sort of really opened, you know, expanded my horizons. Like, wait a minute, you can do something just because you want to get a certain tone or because you want to try something new rather than, you know, okay, you can play with a pick, you can play with your fingers, or you can slap, right? Mm. Um, he was like, no, you can do this stuff too. And sort of really opened up, you know, my thinking. And, and I think a lot of people that went through there. And of course, nowadays with the, you know, this was all, remember, this was all pre-internet. You couldn't just go to YouTube. Wait, there was a pre-internet? What? <laughs> Hard to believe. What? You actually had to go seek information out. And it took longer than three seconds. <laughs> um, but, you know, so now you can go on and see guys doing a, a myriad of amazing different things with with instruments that you were, were inconceivable. Um, so that's what, when you asked me about the pick thing, was like, wait a minute, you can do whatever you want as long as you can make it work and it conveys the message you want yeah, man, to. There are no real rules, I suppose. Right. I mean, and and so, right, so being 19, you're like, whoa, what just happened happened 
with this kind of stuff. So Alexis was great, and he actually um, toured with uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash when they got back together uh, mid-'90s. Um, who else was there? Uh, Jan Alderetti, who was in uh, Racer X, and uh, Mars Volta. Most recently was with, is with uh, Marilyn Manson. Unfortunately, he's uh, had a, a, a TBI earlier this year when he was riding his bike out in Oakland. Mm. So a lot of prayers for him. He's, I've been watching his recovery because he. Uh, I took a couple of lessons with him. Just a sweetheart of a guy. So um, you know, wishing him the best. Uh, Stu Ham studied with him a little bit at his place. Um, who's you know played with Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, and a million other guys. Um, he, he was a real innovator with with sort of slap and then also tapping techniques on the bass. Um, who else would he have in there? Um, you know, Paul Gilbert on guitar would come in and, and do some lessons. Just just you know, Tim Bogert from Vanilla Fudge was on staff, right? You're like, Tim Bogert, <laughs> this is awesome, right? So uh, Jeff Berlin, um, just re- and uh, Ray Luzier was on staff with drums, and he's now um, you know now he tours with Corn. He got that gig. He played with David Lee Roth for a number of years as well. So just it was just guys in the business, either in the middle of it or you knew they were on the precipice of something. So that's what, going to school there was was really awesome. Uh, got to, got a ton of contacts. Um, I played in the band out there. We toured around sort of Southern California. Recorded my first real CD out there. Um, in a, in a real studio, right, on two-inch tape. So that was kind of cool. Ooh. And, um, yeah, just kind of hung out there for a number of years and then wound up moving back here, um, you know, when, I, when my wife and I started a family, uh, just to be closer to family uh, primarily, and uh, have been back here ever since. But I've, I've never stopped playing, uh, always played, always looking for bands, always, you know, if I wasn't playing, I was going to work on my songwriting skills and, and uh, you know, some networking type stuff. So always still been in the business and uh, just, you know, super thankful and, and grateful to still be able to do it and then have this, you know, be able to, to be in a, uh, an environment like this too and, and still be in, uh, you know, the, the creative arts uh, and entertainment. Um, no, really absolutely. Is, is, if you can, if you can, if you're a creative person, just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep knocking on doors and and just doing it. Because eventually, there's there's people that want what you have and what you have to offer. And it took me, you know, <laughs> a decade to realize realize that. <laughs> but if you have a talent and you love it and you're passionate about it, there are people that want that. You, you just maybe they aren't around you yet, but they are out there. So that's I think, and, and I think that speaks you know volumes to this industry too. Much like music, man, you have to make it happen. The, the, you can you can go to school uh, like I did. You can you can meet the right people. You can do all this stuff. But if if you're not making it part of your your day, your week, and making time for it, it's 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 rarely going to be handed to you. You have to work at it and just do it and live it and breathe it and make it part of your thing. And and eventually you'll find the right people and that gig will come in that will open the door to to greater and greater things. And if you're passionate about it and you still have that fire for it. That's that's ninety percent of it. That'll get you up in the morning to keep doing it, and and that's what you have to have. And and um, that's somehow I I just look. I just gave a message out there, but uh, <laughs> but that's what it, that's heavy. what it is. Just just do it. Just keep doing it. Do not give up. If you love it, keep doing it. Yeah, I think uh, is the main thing. We're, we're definitely going to spend some time talking about the you know what you do here as far as the the editing is concerned and, yeah. and what our. Our, our students can take from that, but uh, we'll, we'll probably do that a, a different week. But I, I did want to put you on the spot here before we wrap up. You mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, the passing of David Lee Roth. And, uh, I'm sorry. Woo. Thank you. Eddie Van Halen. Sorry. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. Um, uh, the passing of Eddie Van Halen and saying he was one of, if not the greatest guitar player. Yeah. I'm not going to argue that. No. Um, 
greatest bass player of all time. Who is your greatest <sighs> bass player? Man, it's... I've never had a good answer for that. Um, it's tough. If, if, you, if, you were, if we're to look at just innovative, you know, you mentioned you know, Eddie Van Halen. So if we're to look at who innovated the electric bass, you, you, the only name you can mention is Jacob Pistorius. That's kind of where I was leaning as that's, well. Yeah. That's, the, that's it. Um, he, the, the electric bass is only 50 years old. I mean, it's a, it's a baby. Um, and really, you know, not that I'm a million years old, but in the last decade, again, since, uh, you know, YouTube and, and, and um, you know, TikTok and all these things, you can put these videos out there. I have seen what people do with bass just, just grow, which is crazy. Like, you know, uh, you know, when I started, it was, a, you know, a four-string bass. And occasionally that, uh, you know, a guy would have a five-string bass. Now you got like seven-string basses. Uh, so, so just th that alone, that there's, there's, uh, um, you know, luthiers and manufacturers that are like, hey, I'm going to do this thing and, and, and really see what we can do with this. But yeah, so as far as bass players, uh, Jocko, um, I'm a Larry, know, I'm a Larry Graham guy. Okay, love some uh, Larry Graham. Larry Graham is awesome. I'm, you know, just last week we lost a phenomenal bass player, uh, Rocco from Tower of Power, um, who. He did. Uh, unfortunately, when I was at MI, he didn't come in, but he did a, a lot of um, clinics there. He would mm. come in and do stuff, and I saw some videos. Um, MI has a great archive library of everybody they've had come in, and you could just go to the library and, and check out a, uh, a videotape back in the day. Um, so he just he just passed last week, and um, he was just top of the top of the game in, in his genre. Um, Stu Ham, who I studied with really kind of brought sort of that solo bass um, uh, technique to the forefront. Now, have, have you ever played or, or do you play upright at all? I don't. Um, I, I probably have maybe three minutes of upright under my fingers in my, my entire lifetime. But it, it honestly, um, you know, in the last six months kind of being home and, and grounded from, from uh, touring and that and gigs, I've, I've been looking. I have my eye out. I have my eye out of, of picking up maybe an electric upright from uh, mm. uh, and, and doing that and just to, just to do it because it's it's such a cool instrument. Um, I do play a little bit of fretless, which is which is fun. Mm -hmm. um, not really in a in a live situation. Uh, um, I just don't have a call for it right now. But I think you know playing some upright and and um, you know taking some of that jazz stuff and, and putting it back home on its uh, you know original format would be really cool well, and, rather and, than and, than on electric bass. Yeah, and and what you were saying about you know with with, with Jocko talking about the electric bass that kind of precludes the innovators of bass, which was, you know, almost exclusively upright, going back to jazz and to folk. Yeah. You could go back, you know, you said the electric bass is not that old. You could go way back. And those are expertise that I do not possess. You know, those those innovators that, you know, did for the upright bass, what we've seen guys like Jocko and Larry Graham and even even more, you know, recent guys like a, like a John Entwistle or Flea. Yeah. You know, how they were able to kind of take it, did that way, way beforehand and don't get any credit for it. Yeah, it kind of gets lost in the in the the mix, uh, the, the 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 onslaught of information we have nowadays. You're right, you're right. Jocko was the first guy to make a fretless bass, right? He took his his bass and ripped the frets out and filled it in and sanded it down, and so you have that. That'll work. It's sort of the the hybrid of of uh, upright and electric, right? You can get the the power of the upright, but you get the the smoothness and the the really finite adjustments of a fretless uh, fretless, which is really cool. Um, but there's just there and there's so much more to go, and it's it's um. It's just really cool to see 
uh, these guys, and you have guys in, um, I can't remember the dude that plays with uh, the Fearless Flyers. Um, just, just, what a great what a great bass player that dude is. I'm totally blanking on his name. I apologize. Um, but there, there's just so many out there now that it's... it's um, it's incredible to watch. Well, and, and I think we saw it, you know, with, with percussion and with drums, it went from it's there because it's needed, because it keeps the beat, it keeps the, you know, and, and now it, it, it is something that is soloed. It is something that is featured, and it never was for the longest time. It was just kind of, you know, moving things along a little bit, just kind of filling in the gaps. And now it's something that is actually, you know, featured and deservedly so. I, I Yeah, absolutely. I think once somebody comes up with something that is is a valid i mean you can say anything creative is is valid but something you know listenable and and that that, that the masses will will do you know i saw a uh, a wind ensemble uh performance last year that featured a, a guy on drum kit and in a wind ensemble thing and i'm like oh this is something i've never seen before hmm. right i saw a performance a couple of years ago with my uh my dad we went to a, a concert over here at the troy savings bank and it there was a, a tuba solo Right, you're like, well, that's cool yeah. because usually it's the tube you think is in the back, right? Oompa stuff, right? Right, yeah. There's stuff going on. I'm like, I didn't know you could do that with a tuba. That is amazing. <laughs> so, it's it's really cool to see somebody take something that has a, um, you know, that's is sort of uh, uh, you know, traditionally think of like, oh, drums, they play a beat, and then they come out with this thing that's just blows your mind and it's, it's melodic and it's interesting and it's captivating and it's you can the, tell the person put their personality into it. I think the idea that we have lost. Not only Eddie Van Halen, but also Neil Peart this year is oh. is absurd, and it is yeah. I think crushing, the the crushing. two the two really innovators that that push their instruments oh. like like I you know we said Josh and I were talking before this. It's like Eddie Van Halen played three hundred years worth of guitar yeah. in in you know sixty five years. That's like that's how how far it it, it changed, and. Um, yeah, I, I could not. I was and, just and, the and other Neil, day. I just could not believe it. Yeah, I, and Neil played three hundred years of, of drums in yeah, one solo. Yeah, right, and, right. And three hundred different varieties of drums in one solo. Yeah, it's it's just amazing that that we have a record of it. Yeah. Uh, that we, you know, I, I was I was really bummed. You know, I drove home and uh, you know Eddie. Had, I just learned it at the end of the day too the other day. And I'm like, man. So you know, what do you do? You put on Van Halen one Absolutely. when you drive home, and it was, and I was kind of bummed. And I'm, I'm, you know, remembering my, you know, going to see Van Halen with my brother, and, and then I'm getting off my exit off the highway, and the car in front of me, the license plate has EVH on it, and I go, <laughs> we're good. Well, and, we and have all this music to listen and to, and that's <laughs> it. And you just realize that that yeah, he may have passed away, but he's going to live forever. Yeah, he's going to live for as long as there is music. He's going to live forever. And and I would not have been surprised if not even just that car in front of you, but how many cars on the way home that day were listening to right, Van Halen. Running with the devil. So all, like, many. Just, I was one of them. I yeah, was one of them. I had, you had to. I haven't I'm, listened to, to to Van Halen 1 in a long time, but I you had to. Yeah, had I, think to. I, listened to, I think I I listened to the first, uh, I think, four albums that night. I mean, you know, and, just, and so how many people took solace in that? And that's, you know, that's a gift. That's, it really is. It really is. And that's the, the cool thing with with music, right? It especially is you listen to it, and all of a sudden, I was you know thirteen again. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, falling in love with these these new things, and 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 when the you know the juices were flowing, and you're like, yeah, I think I want to do something like this, and um, just just hearing that takes you back, and and you know, forget about the the sadness of it. We have all of this to to look forward to is, to listen to. Is eruption 
the greatest guitar solo. Of course it is. Oh, I don't but know. I'm See, a bass I, player, so I what do I know? I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I think it's close, but it's not my favorite. I'll put it there. It's not my favorite. Well, so my what, favorite, yeah. Cliffs of Dover, Eric Johnson. All right. All right. I, this is, I, yeah. I mean, I, Eruption is amazing. Yeah. No, Cliffs, I, I Cliffs of Dover it. is, is, I don't know, that's, that's my favorite. I love Eric Johnson. It is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, uh, I'm a bass player, man. What? <laughs> that's why, yeah, what do I know? I'm a bass player. I sit in the back. Right, like <laughs> what's your favorite? What's your favorite bass solo? Boom, 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 boom. With the tuba in the background. What's a, ba- what's a bass solo? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, never heard of it. Never heard of it. Get in the back. All right. Keep your mouth shut. Play the bass. Play ones and Play fives. Would you? That's all we <laughs> need. That is all we need. All right, man. Well, hey, like I said, we are going to uh, uh, next week or the week after. We are certainly going to uh, to have Dan back on here to talk a little bit about you know what he does here specifically, and how what he does can help uh, you know help students when they are preparing for recording and once they get their demo because yeah. that is what Dan does he makes the you know he 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 makes demos that are good he makes them unbelievable he wow. makes them network quality and we're going to talk certainly more about that but Dan uh you know thanks so much again for uh, for fi- finally coming Fine, on with we us made it. and uh and uh, it was worth it was well worth the wait it That's was right. well worth I'm the glad wait. it didn't disappoint thank you not, not, this, not is, this was fun no. man thanks for having me Good. on oh, absolutely absolutely <laughs> you can always reach out to us podcast at voicecoaches.com is the best way to get in touch with me that's podcast at voicecoaches.com you can call Laura at the front desk as well if you have any topics you want us to discuss or any guests you want us to get on because just remember it's not just our show it's your show too alright so thanks for tuning in thanks Dan once again and uh, until next time so long everyone right on Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information.